Hello and welcome to my podcast, Just For Today. I am Steph Granger, therapeutic mentor, and I am delighted that you are here. My intention for the Just For Today podcast is to inspire, empower, share my knowledge, tools and techniques, as well as what some may call my wisdom to help you navigate this crazy thing called life. Each episode, I will dig into the lessons I have learned, either through client work or personal experiences, or sometimes both. And most importantly, share tangible tools for you to take away in order for you to truly live in the present just for today. So let's not waste any more time and get into the show. Hello, hello, welcome back. It's Steph Granger here. Delighted to be back in your ears for the next 15 to 20 minutes. It's been a little while since I recorded an episode of the Just For Today podcast. I needed to take a step back. I needed to create space in my personal life for reasons I'm about to explain to you. So if you've been wondering where I've gone, maybe you haven't. Maybe you haven't even noticed. But if you have noticed and you're wondering why there haven't been any new episodes and why on my socials I've been sharing uh, previously recorded episodes, I'm about to explain why. I hope you are all well. I hope you all survived the summer holidays if you've been mumming over that time. And it's good to get back to some sort of normality, whatever that looks like in your life. Let me tell you how my summer went. So back in May of this year, we had the shocking news that my eldest son had been diagnosed with testicular cancer. And between that time and now, he has been receiving medical treatment, which involved removal of the tumour and the testicle and subsequent chemotherapy. Now, if you have been listening to me for a while, or even if you haven't, I'm going to pretend that you haven't. I lost my sister to cancer in 1995. And the memories of her battling and fighting with that illness even though we are many, many years down the road now, which is going to be, oh my goodness, 28 years this year, it still in many ways feels like yesterday. So when the diagnosis came, I am not going to lie, it hit us all um, and it hit hard. Now the good news was, is that whilst his tumour was very much cancerous, there had been no spread to any other part of his body. So the process of removal and a follow-up dose of chemo would eradicate everything. So that was amazing. And just from the process of removal and um, follow-up um, blood tests, his blood markers for cancerous cells dramatically dropped, which was a huge thing to celebrate. However, chemotherapy was coming next. And that was going to cause, well, that was going to provoke me to face some stuff that I hadn't thought about for many, many years and it was going to trigger me, it was going to trigger my family in ways that we didn't expect or didn't ever, ever think we would have to again. Many a voice note I sent to very close people in my network of why me, why us, why my child? Because me and my brother were lured into this false sense of security that if you lose somebody to cancer in such tragic way, and I consider my sister's death a tragic loss to life, not to say that losing anybody to any illness isn't tragic, but for me, it was life-changing. It changed the entire course of my life. And 
at the age of 17, which is what she was, I consider that to be a tragic loss of life. Me and my brother just thought, well, you know, lightning won't strike twice, will it? It doesn't strike twice. So when Liam was diagnosed, both of us were just like, what? What? And we went through a process, both of us in different ways of navigating this, this news, this development of all of the stages of anger and fear and frustration and hope and anger and frustration and hope. It was this perpetual cycle. And I know I can't speak for my brother. I know the cycle I was on and the ways in which I navigated all of this. And as a therapist, I felt, I mean, I did this all to myself. I put the pressure on myself that I had to keep it together, right? I had to keep it together. And I did do I did go to therapy I did see my therapist um because I knew I recognized that there were some things for me to have an outlet on a space for me to go just for me to release and let go of so that I could be present for my son because one of the hardest parts was not making it about me not making it about my sister because the two events are completely different they are so different And I didn't want it to become about her and that element of my life and the grief that I still experience with that loss. I didn't want to impose that on my son because he is not her and this was not the same thing. But it was hard. It was hard to not go in in and out of those moments and reflect on those moments. But my sounding boards, the few women that I had in my circle that I spoke to and I reached out to were and continue to be invaluable to me. I guess my intention for sharing this with you today is to put it out there that the absolute importance in reading your body and being connected mind and body to yourself. The work I've done on myself over the last 25 years since I began my healing journey of my sister and it's taken that long because I dipped in and out of it Um, most intensely really has been the last 15 years being able to be connected to myself has helped me immensely it's meant that I've asked for help when I needed it it's meant that I've recognized when I'm struggling and I still missed cues this time I still missed them when Liam embarked on his chemotherapy I saw my therapist two days before that route of treatment started. And she said to me, why are you here today? I said, because I have this fear that I'm going to collapse at some point. I'm going to get overwhelmed that I'm going to not face what, what, or or, or I'm I'm kind of in denial. I had a fear that I was kind of in denial and I'm just plowing through and I'm staying strong. And it's something that I've done historically is just keep going and stay strong. And I'd got to a place in my life where I, years ago found that I couldn't be strong anymore and I got very unwell mentally and physically and I've spoken about that in previous episodes of you know the body keeps score and it always wins so I guess I was just safeguarding myself before we took this next step of chemotherapy because I did have an inner sense that it was going to challenge me the the word chemotherapy instantly catapults me back to 1994 1995 And the powerful, heartbreaking, traumatic experience of watching somebody undertake a treatment like chemotherapy. And I'm not 
you know, not even to be in their body and experience what's going on for them. Watching a loved one undertake, it's such a fierce process. It's just, fierce is the only word that comes to mind. There's so many reasons to be grateful for things like chemotherapy and the doctors that Liam has seen in the last few months have been incredible, absolutely incredible. And I'm so grateful for all of that. But chemotherapy, just, you know, I talk about the power of words a lot, don't I? And that word can transport me back in time in the blink of an eye and evoke such emotion. And the emotion can be hope because you want that to be the cure for what your loved one is experiencing. But you know, well, I now know what what comes as a result of having that fierce um, course of treatment. And Liam's treatment was never going to be as fierce as my sister's. His treatment was a proactive approach, which was such a incredible offering from the doctor, which might sound strange for you to hear me say that, but it just the doctor was on the, the on on it the whole way through and he said to my son, I think if we take a proactive approach, we will obliterate anything that's left and you will go on to live a long, healthy life. And my brave boy took that option. And it's not, that's not an easy option to take. He could have gone down the road of routine tests, blood tests, um, checkups. And he took the road of, um, of chemo to blast it. And, you know, brave isn't the word, but it's the one I can bring to mind when I think about someone opting for this, this route of treatment. So I wanted to prepare my my mind and body for what was about to happen. We didn't know how he was going to react to it, but we did know that it was going to have side effects. And I wanted to be ready and I wanted to be prepared and I wanted to make it about him and be present for him, which meant me doing a little bit of healing again. You know, putting another piece of the jigsaw of my landscape in place in a healed way, taking it out, smoothing the edges, giving it some love, shedding some tears and putting it back in to the same picture, but it just feels softer. It just comes into focus a little bit more when you put it back in, in its place. So we did some healing and I did some healing and I walked away from that therapy session with the word hope in mind um, when I thought about what was coming, utter hope that it was all going to be okay and that he was going to bravely face this And he was going to come out the other end, even better version of himself than he was when he embarked on it. And he did. And he continues to. And I'm continued to be inspired by this kid. You know, this kid. And these are tears of pride and tears of total admiration for what he's faced and what he continues to do. And he's just embraced every bar of this. And he's just faced it head on. And I'm so proud of that. And he currently has a nice, shiny little bald head. And he's going to work. He's back at work whilst he waits for his hair to grow back. And he's just owning his bald bald head. And there's so many similarities to my sister because she did the same. And I just feel pride for them both. When I hit play today to record this episode, I didn't know where I was going to go with it. And what I want to share with you is... Everything I say and everything I do, all the skills that I've learned, all the tools that I have earned through um, education and working with women in many capacities, I have used every single one of them in the last few months 
my podcast is called Just For Today and I have lived just for today consistently since this all began because going too far into the future was too scary. It was too scary. But I have stuck with my Just For Today. I have showed myself kindness and compassion. And last week, last week, at the beginning of last week, I crashed. And I think that was because my body needed to decompress. My nervous system was so overwhelmed. And it crept up on me. It just surprised me so much. I didn't see it coming. But when I stepped out of the situation and looked in, I could see why it happened. Liam had gone back to the gym. And Liam was feeling himself. And he was feeling more energy. And the, the, the brain fog was clearing He was just feeling himself again and he came round the house at the weekend and I saw him and I saw the difference. I saw how he was back to himself and and it just brought me such joy to see him like that. And again, this sense of hope came flooding back to me and it's almost like my body could breathe, like I was holding on for dear life and I could finally let go. And on the Monday, my body crashed. It just said, do you know what, Steph, you're not doing anything you now are going to rest. And that's, that's all I could do. And I gave in and I reached out to my amazing nutritional therapist, Marie of NutriCore Health. I'm going to tag her in the show notes. And I asked her what I could do to help my body. She was the one that explained to me what I was experiencing, what I was experiencing. As a therapist, I would be able to see that for someone else. I couldn't see it for myself. She helped me to see why my body was responding in the way it was and what I needed to do to allow myself to get back to my normal levels of energy and enthusiasm and drive that I have most days. So I did just that. I showed myself kindness and compassion. I pulled back from things that I didn't have the capacity to do. All whilst this is going on, I had notified my clients it was happening and I'd also posted in my whatsapp group to let the women in there know that I wasn't going to be as readily available because I had to protect myself and also be present for my for my son but last week was this just total crash and I the way I explained it to my friend Lauren was if you've ever had a baby You have your baby and you go home or if you have your baby at home, you're at home and everything's calmed down and you're kind of just a couple of days after and you do feel yourself again, but you get up to make a cup of tea or you get up to put some washing on and your body just goes, sit the hell down, woman. We need you to rest. So you feel in your mind, in your body that you're, you you know, you're yourself, but there's nothing in the tank whatsoever. That's exactly how I felt last week. My body was just so tired from holding on and carrying on. And I had shown myself such kindness and compassion throughout this process. And I had spoken to my husband when I needed to talk. I'd seen my therapist when I needed to see my therapist. I had my circle. I had my girls. I had everybody around me that was supporting me. I have so much support. It's, this, this experience has shown me how much love and support I have around me, which has been a very beautiful thing. And I still crashed. The difference between last week and Steph of about 15 to 16 years ago is that I would have still kept going back then. And I would have said, you are strong. 
You keep going. The different thing I did last week was I asked for help. I changed what I was eating. I made what made sure what was going in my body was going to nurture me from the inside out. That's the difference between 16 years ago, Steph, and present day Steph. But I have never used the mantra just for today more in my lifetime than I have in the last few months. Stayed present, stayed in the moment, allowed myself to feel, allowed myself to move through those feelings, allowed myself to see the beauty of everything that was happening. Like I say, amongst all of this, I was able to see the incredible support system I have around me. I was still able to see the collateral beauty of what was happening and allow myself to feel the sadness, the frustration, the anger that I also needed to feel and process what was happening. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. I wanted to give you an insight into what goes on in the world of therapy, of a therapist as well, because I live in the real world. I live in, in the world as well. And life happens. And our children have experiences. And our family and other people around us. And how we move through them is, is important. And how we look after ourselves and nurture ourselves and ask for help when we need it. And even when we don't know we need it, there may be, there were things that were happening to me that were signals to me that I needed some help. And that help didn't necessarily mean professional help it just meant speaking to someone talking to someone reaching out to a friend telling my husband that I was really struggling today it meant just speaking and vocalizing what was going on for me whereas before I would have silenced and just powered on I can do it I can do everything I'm so strong there is so much strength in vulnerability and that is a that is what I'm going to leave you with today strength equals vulnerability vulnerability equals strength and that's something I've learned along the way. And it's been a harsh lesson to learn, but I'm here and I'm listening and I'm still learning. So just for today, I want to leave you with that. The words just for today really do help you stay in the present. Notice what you have around you. Notice the beauty of everything around you, even when you're experiencing really, really difficult and sometimes dark moments. So I'm going to leave you there. I'm not going to say anything more. I've been in your ear now for just over 20 minutes. I will be back to recording normally. You will be getting new episodes from me. I would love you to share this on your socials. My plan for now going forward is to be as visible as I possibly be. I have a powerful message to share and I would love you, if you resonate with it, to share it with those that you think would enjoy listening as well. So thank you for listening. Until next week. Thank you for being here and listening in. I am so, so grateful for this opportunity to spend time with you. I would love to hear from you about topics you would like me to dive into. And you can connect with me on the socials at I am Steph Granger. So before you go, let me leave you with this final thought. Just for today, be present in your life. Engage your senses. See what you see hear what you hear and feel what you feel and really notice what is right in front of you because one thing we truly know to be true is that we only have now take care until next time <laughs>